and welcome to just about the only bit that includes me this week. <laughs> it's Donald Weigel, and this is another episode of We Only Look Thin, and I am one of your hosts, although you won't really know it by listening to this episode, because I'm barely in it. And with me, as always, is... We just love putting the fine print right up front, and so it's big print. <laughs> I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts, and I am... Uh, well featured in this episode. Yes, you are. Part two, We Only Look Thin, interview with Sam. Sam is uh, one of the members of Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. Uh, she has had tremendous uh, success with her weight loss, and uh, Catherine conducted a Zoom interview with her uh, fairly recently. And we thought, we liked it so much that we thought uh, people would enjoy hearing it as an episode. And, you know, it's really been inspirational to me to listen to it back. Um, so I, I feel like it will be for you as well. I know. That my episodes uh, with just Catherine Weigel, much more serious tone. Much yeah. more, just not as much uh, razzle-dazzle. as. Uh, so I missed you. I missed you in this episode. I miss you I as well. I don't miss you now, though. <laughs> That never comes out the way I hope it will. But, yeah. um, also, uh, just as a little disclaimer, another, some more fine print that we're going to uh, put in bold letters. Uh, this is a recording of a Zoom interview. So the uh, the sound quality is a little bit lower than what we are used to with these here professional microphones that you're hearing right now. Yep, but it is a great episode. And once again, we so appreciate Sam opening up uh, and sharing her journey venture. And in this episode, uh, we're going to mention some other Walt members. So thank you all for participating and joining in. We so appreciate it, and we hope you enjoy this episode as much as I loved talking to Sam. Here we go. Anyway, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna switch gears. I would love to talk uh, more about Walt, but maybe we can go into <laughs> a few questions. Um, so, are you seeing uh, the the dog? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, Leanne. Uh, said, I'm all about the how and what Sam did to make it uh, in her life. I need some life hacks, especially to stick to a particular calorie target. I can stick to maintenance, but find it very hard to go lower. So I know you've kind of addressed some of this uh, yeah. and what you've already talked about, but kind of uh, how do you, how do you tell us everything? How do you make it work? Yeah. I know you've already said it. So um, I think the big one has been like combining my interests into habits that work for me. Um, so like an example of that, I'm obsessed with reading. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do audiobooks while I get my steps. And while I take care of my crazy dog who needs like so much attention. And so I go for a walk just about every day. And I feel like that's kind of like I've, I've transitioned my physical activities to include running and lifting, but like, um, I know Tiffany has talked about like her minimums in a day and like what is like minimally acceptable to you to feel like today was a success. And for me, it's, I'm going to go for a walk with my dog and you know, it's, it hits on all of those things within an hour where I take care of my dog. I get some steps in and I get to read. Right. And so that's so, pairing. So yeah. I, I, I listen to podcasts when I walk or I've, I've started listening to audiobooks too. And it's like, it's, it's a treat. Mm -hmm. And you're pairing with something that you need to do. Now, you also talked about the, that sticking to the calories. It sounds like pump up the volume is yes. a really big part of that. 
Yes, that's when my next point, Catherine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, high volume, low calorie foods and figuring those things out has been like huge for me. And it's just so happened that those foods are like fruits and vegetables. That was not initially my plan. I was not going to, I was not one of those people that was like, I'm going to eat whole foods only. It's just like how I figured out my body works best and how I can get, um, like satiated right. without, um, overdoing it. And so, um, you know, combined with that, um, I eat like the same breakfast every day and I eat the same snack every day. And I'm, I guess I'm one of those lucky people that I like, don't get sick of it. And I will continue to eat it until I get sick of it. But my breakfast every morning is like my egg whites and feta. And it's like 120 calories. Yeah. And my snack every day is my popcorn and my apple. And that's like 150 calories. And so that's one of my life hacks is like, I stick with what works until it doesn't work for me anymore. And so, well, and I think too, that structure gives you freedom because uh-huh. if, if people follow you in little plates, you have beautiful dinners. Yeah. Like you're not just like, nah, like you make you, you keep that, you know, really delicious food in your life, yeah. but you prioritize that and have like, you know, simple breakfast, simple snacks, simple, whatever. And then you kind of prioritize those indulgences. Yeah. And it definitely is like, gives me freedom. Like I, I don't have to worry about what I'm going to have for breakfast or for lunch. I mean, my lunches used to be the same thing every day. I'd have chicken and like two steamer bags and it was just easy and sustainable. And was it delicious every day? No, but I was eating to sustain myself and keep myself going so that I could have those tasty dinners. Yeah. I know, um, the, uh, Corinne Crabtree talks about like, not every meal has to be a party, mm-hmm. like not like you eat three meals times 365 days. Like that's a lot of partying if you're going to have every single one. So, yeah. um, so thank you for that. So we're going to move on just to make sure I know, um, Sarah asked a question and I yeah. think it's going to be answered, uh, in one of the following slides. So, um, okay. So this one is about momentum, which I think is, uh, it kind of ties into Sarah's question too. So um, it sounds like you've already talked about what helped you food meal wise. Um, And then how do you continue momentum? Like, and I I think that ties into Sarah's question of like, the scale is, is, is kind of evening out. How do you keep up that kind of energy to keep, keep going? Yeah. The well of compliments is kind of running dry. I mean, I, a lot of the people that I know in life now are like, um, they've either met me this way now, or, um, this has just become like the normal now. And so like, you know, Sarah had mentioned in the text, like the compliments are nice, but they run out. And, um, I I've shifted my focus, not to the scale anymore. I mean, I still weigh in every day as like a point of data. I do think it'd be great if I continue to lose, but my Momentum is sustained by like the success I feel in other things, like um, a big non-skill victory, like Cynthia had, like the not eating things and being like, "Whoop, I'm like superwoman. I didn't need to eat the ice cream." And that feeling of, of empowerment is great. Um, but I think the big thing, honestly, for me is like, you know, it's got my pictures up here. My February 2021. That that person was like weighed down by my weight, like not just my physical body, but my thought process was so tied to 
what is my body preventing me from doing today? And like the getting out of bed was difficult. If I felt like crap all the time, um, I was constantly thinking about things like, you know, if we're going to go to restaurant, this restaurant, does my butt fit in that chair? Like there was specific restaurants that I did not want to go to because their chairs were terrible and wouldn't fit my buns. I I would get, I would bring a pashmina with me so that if there was a chair that had arms, Mm -hmm. I could rest the pashmina over me so that it wouldn't show my hips sticking out past the the bars because it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, things like that. Like, um, you know, I going, um, my family likes to do things outdoors, thinking about like, what, where am I not going to be able to walk? Like, and how do I, how do I tell them I'm not, I can't do it without telling them that I can't do it. Like trying to be like sly about it. And so there were so many things that were on my mind that occupied all of my time and energy that, um, the momentum I have now is the realization that like my body is not something that holds me back anymore. My body is something that allows me to do things that I want to do. And that, that freedom of, not having to think yeah. about my body all the time. Well, and, and to, I mean, going back to the, 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 the refocusing and, and this is like the great part about being able to spy on everyone in the group, which it's not spying, but it's like seeing the different elements of like, you utilize the weighing in, you utilize the aim for activity and the, um, the, the Walt plates is like, you have actually gotten into improving your time on your running. Like instead of just focusing on doing the running, it's improving your time. You've gotten into weightlifting. You you've sh- changed your focus from the scale to what you can do outside of that. You're doing training, uh, uh, agility training with your dog. Like, and it's more than the number it's what that number affords you and improving numbers is a way to see changes on, you know, being able to follow a metric in a different way before I was lifting 20 pounds. Now I'm lifting 30 pounds before I ran a 20 minute mile. Now I'm running a 12 minute mile or whatever it is. Like, do you feel like those numbers keep you going? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm someone that needs, I do need like tangible things in my life to keep me on track. And so like, um, I know Carla has asked like, what is, do I have a goal weight still? And it's like, yes, kind of, because I feel like I do need like something to chase I need like that tangible amount. And so like, yeah, focusing on tangible amounts that aren't tied to, um, like a weight, but instead things like the amount of weight I'm lifting or the pace that I'm running, I will admit I bought pants in a size eight. I'm very particular about the pants that I wear and I bought pants in a size eight. I don't fit them yet, but I'm very motivated to like get there. Yeah. And so Yeah. Excellent. Um, okay. Let's see. Next question from Kristen. Um, what was something you were absolutely sure was true about yourself that turned out to be incorrect? Um, that I couldn't do this. I felt like I had many attempts over the years where I had failed or perceived as a failure. And so when I decided last February that I was going to do this, I was like, this is a pipe dream. I'm just like, this is going to be another flash in the pan where I'm going to get started and then I'm going to fail and then I'm going to lament about it. And then a year from now, I might pick it up again. Um, But I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to make it through. And so it's been a wonderful surprise that I have made it. And I feel like I said before that, the failures that I encountered before were really like, it's cliche, but 
they were just opportunities to learn. And I collected a lot of information from them that turned out to be very helpful to me this time around. So like, for example, the foods that I was eating, like I said, I ate a lot of processed foods before when I calorie counted and I was successful in calorie counting, but it turned out not to be super helpful at the time. But um, yeah, I, I figured out that I can do this. Awesome. Okay. So um, if you have answers to these, what is something that has surprised you as being hard at a lower weight? Is there anything that's hard? Yeah, I would have to think about this one. Um, honestly, in my before times, um, I really didn't like clothes shopping because I felt like um, finding clothes for my body was hard. It's still hard, but that's because I've had the realization that it really wasn't my body that was the problem. It was the clothes. And, you know, clothes, even in smaller sizes, still suck. can suck. 100%. I still have to try on 10 pairs of jeans. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's and it's weird because I was, I would always be like, Oh, it must be nice to just walk in. And now it's the same thing. I'm like, why do these still look bad on? Like there's, you still have a body shape that yeah. you have to reconcile with. So that's yeah, a good, right? yeah. I thought that I was going to reach this weight and shopping for clothes was going to be way easier. And I will say it's more enjoyable. There are more things to be found, but it's still not easy because clothes still suck. So, <laughs> okay. So. What is something easier than you expected? Oh, what did I write for this? Um, finding foods that work for me. Um, I have discovered skinny taste and I'm obsessed with skinny taste and I can I make delicious and pretty food. That's easy. Um, I felt like before when I would think about my calorie budget, I'm like, how the heck am I going to find foods that fit this budget? And now it's like, Oh my God, I have so many options. Yeah. So if you go to skinnytaste.com, she has tons of recipes broken out by pressure cooker, sheet pan meals, like Anything that you could want, a food item that you want to highlight, a vegetarian, whatever. She also has some amazing cookbooks that I uh, I endeavor to look at. I make a couple of her recipes, but the the, the books are really inspiring. And it has the calorie uh, calories per, per portion, and I think it also has the Weight Watcher points, maybe based on one of the systems. Um, yeah. So Skinny Taste is a really great resource. It's been super helpful. Like I think I have a uh, I don't know where it went, but. Um, the, like what's really been important is the serving size and the, um, like calorie amounts, because like that for my calorie counting has been like invaluable. Um, and yeah, there are the cookbooks. I own all the cookbooks, but I cook off of the website all the time and the website's free. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, if you could change anything in your mindset in the next year, what would it be? I am still in the mindset that I do not want to lift weight. I know it's something that I I want to want to do. <laughs> um, so I would love to over the next year, um, kind of have the attitude with like weightlifting and conditioning my body that I do with running where like, I want to run. I feel like I get to run. I don't feel that way about running or lifting yet. Lifting yeah. is still something that I like, I'm finding myself trying to avoid. And so I would love that mindset to change over the next year. Well, and I think it's interesting too, because I, I feel, and I, I've talked about this before on the podcast too, and, and I deal with it is like that, well, then I need to be a lifter. And what does that mean? What is the script you have in your head about what being a lifter means? It means, you know, I've got to go in every day. I've got to like, you know, bench press, whatever. We can audition activities to see if they work. So try out a, a program, start lighter than you think you want to, like you can modify 
something yeah. to just see if it works because just because what your idea of it might be or the, like the weight, like in when I was growing up, the Venice beach muscle beach of like roided out, like crazy guys finding something that's like, Oh, maybe I can try this out for a week. See if it works. If it doesn't, I've given it a try, but it doesn't mean that I'm a failure. I'm bad. It's just like, that doesn't work for me. Like hit training classes. I, I tried one and didn't like it, but it was before I had the mindset of like, how could I make this work? Like, I hate jumping jacks because of my press size. I don't have to do jumping jacks. Like I could modify it and do something else. So I I think the mindset of auditioning new habits or new things can be like, eh, you know what? And I was right. It didn't work, but I love Pilates or, but I love, you know, I'd love to be able to do 20 push-ups or something like that. Like having a goal that's different than being like, well, now I've got to figure out weight training in my life every day or something. Yeah. I will say though, like, so I did, I'm doing the same programs now that I did attempt earlier on in my weight loss, like back in like March of last year. And they are way more enjoyable now than they were then. Um, you know, I did try it and like, I paused on the weightlifting cause I was finding myself trying to avoid them, the weight, uh, the workouts. And so now that I'm back into it, it is more enjoyable than it's been in the past. Now that I'm lighter. Um, you know, I had things like, I thought my wrists were like messed up from rowing. I think there is a p- component of that, but I think my wrists weren't so great because like when I would have to do a push up, I'm having to hold up all that weight. And yeah. now when I do it, I'm like, Oh, I guess my wrists aren't so bad. Yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. So you sort of, uh, answered this one, but the new goals with the scale, uh, movement isn't in focus. You sort of, uh, address that one. Um, we have a couple minutes left. Does anyone on the call have any other questions for Sam? We have a couple of more, uh, from, uh, from group members, uh, that, that I already have written down, but does anyone on the call have any, any questions? No, we're good. I talk a lot, so I probably already. No, no, you're you're great. Um, So I think I have. I really like focusing on identity because I'm not the person that I was when I started the podcast. Like I had just gotten to my goal weight when we we started the podcast, and I'm not the same person. I don't think I had the the long term identity that I do now. Like, how has your identity shifted from? the times that you were successful before, like, I mean, and the one thing, hold on, let me see if I can go through it. Like the, the three layers of behavior change are like the process and the outcome is like, I want to get to my goal weight. I want to lose a hundred pounds, but like, what sort of words do you use around your identity now? Like I'm the kind of woman who, can you think of anything that you kind of like how do you see yourself now versus how you saw yourself? Yeah. Um, so before I felt like my life, like I was at the mercy of the food in my life. I was like powerless to it. Um, it was like this adversarial relationship that I had with food where I don't know. I just kind of like resigned myself. And like I said, there was a couple of years where I just was like, I guess the, my lot in life is to be overweight and miserable. And now my relationship with food has changed so much that I almost do like, you know, I live with a chef, so I can't use the, he would be very upset if I said I was a chef. Um, cause I am not, but I have this relationship with food now where, 
I enjoy food. I enjoy working with it. I enjoy making it. Um, and I enjoy like what it can do for me. And so like that I, in terms of identity, like just someone who is no longer at odds with food and just kind of like embraces it and like what it can do for me and, you know, finding ways to enjoy it that work with my goals and work with my habits has been like huge. Right. So you still identify as someone who loves beer, someone who loves being outdoors, family events, but instead of letting it being afraid of that, of, of giving into it, it's like, okay, well, how can I, how can I still be that, but make it for me? So I love that. I ended up, yeah, I ended up at a brewery yesterday with my friend, which was not a part of the plan at all. And I was like, well, I can't not drink beer now that I'm here. But what it meant was instead of having a beer and a snack there, I was like, I had packed a snack for myself that was waiting back at his house. And I was like, I'll have a beer here, not having the snack. So like also you know, the identity is someone that is like compromising for my best interest. Like that's always something that I'm thinking about. Like, how can I have what I want, but also have my goals? How can I have my cake and eat it too? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, So Sarah asked, and I'm not sure we have a couple of Sarah's in the group. Uh, I know uh, we've got um, Sarah Thomas, but I am not sure which Sarah is the other Sarah. How did you choose your goal weight? I don't know when I should be done. Um, it was kind of arbitrarily, honestly. Um, I looked at the BMI chart for my height and 169.5 was like that, like absolute threshold between overweight and normal. Yeah. And so I wanted to be normal. And like I said, when I picked my goal weight at the beginning with healthy wage, I was like, I guess it doesn't really matter because I'm not going to get there anyway. And so it felt very arbitrary, but then I ended up getting, I didn't mention this before, but, um, in body scans are like body composition scanning, which, you know, the jury's out on how like accurate they actually are, but I ended up getting one done. And it said that I, I have actually gotten a couple done and it, it said I had this much body fat to lose. And it just so happened that it lined up with perfectly with my, my, um, my goal. And so I was like, sweet, I guess it's accurate. Um, like I said before, I do, I'm at like, I'm hovering around like 167 right now. And I have set myself up for a goal of 165, but I haven't touched it yet. Like, and I've been, I've still been eating in deficit. Like I I had said that I didn't want to give commentary on my weigh-ins anymore now that I met my goal weight, but I almost like, I have to like hold myself back from typing when I post them now, because I don't want people to think that I'm like slipping. I'm still eating at like 16, 1700 calories and my weight's just stuck the same. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm on a plateau right now because I did experience those a lot on my journey venture. I felt like I would be losing, losing, losing. And then I would stick at the same weight for like three weeks. And I wonder if that's where I am right now because I've just stuck there. I don't think that like I'm, I've reached, I don't think I'm eating at maintenance. I think my maintenance is higher. So I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. But I also don't know when I will be done. Yeah. So. Well, and I, and um, Sarah, I, I'm going to do a Walt Zoom about weigh-in soon. We're also, tomorrow, we're going to record a new episode about the scale and managing numbers. For me, when I was 250 pounds, all I did was look at five pound increments. It's 
it can be overwhelming for some to be like, well, right now I'm at 300 pounds and my BMI should be 145. There's such a, you know, it's like, can you swim to another continent? Like it seems so far away in Weight Watchers. One of the things I really like about what they do is they say, let's set your first goal at a 5% and just getting there and seeing like, how does that feel? How, because it's like a shorter distance. How does that feel? Okay. Can you do another 5%? Can you not do another five? Sometimes that is helpful for people because it's, it's something that's like, okay, if I, if I continue this for five months, that 5% is, is possible. Yeah. Sometimes giant numbers are huge for people. For me with a goal weight too, is this is how I feel right now, based on my current circumstances, the season of my life, the current stressors that I have, you can always hit pause. I, what I did was I stopped in June. I said, whatever I weigh June 1st of 2017 is going to be my, my benchmark. That was that was a certain weight. I ended up going lower than that, but now I'm a little bit, I'm higher than that is going, I'm going to sit here for six months and see how I feel. And if next season, if when school starts again, if next January, I feel like I want to move, you can always come back to it and ask yourself, does this still work for me? Do I want to push myself in a different direction? It never has to be like, and that was the end. This is my weight now because holidays come up, travel, the world is opening up from COVID. Like you might go on vacation, you might injure your foot and not be able to run. And then you go, okay, well now my circumstances have changed. How will my, you know, my ability to lose weight change? Um, But we're going to do an in-depth on managing the scale soon, because I think that that's a big issue. So Sam, thanks for, sorry for hijacking, but thanks for that. Um, I think too, like what's important is like, I think initially I had thought as the scale gets lower, it's going to get harder to lose the weight. And I do think I'm at a point where perhaps that's true, maybe, but I was doing the same things between losing like, you know, between 260 and 220. And then again, now I was doing the same things then as I'm doing now, I was, you know, hitting my step goals. I was hitting my calorie goals and I still have pretty much the same calorie goal. So like I, it, it didn't really ever get harder. Like, and I won't ever say it got easier, but it was, it was simple. Like once I figured it out, it's the same habits have sustained me throughout the whole thing too. Like it hasn't gotten harder. Well, and I think to the, um, I've talked about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the at different phases of our journey venture, we might be able to ask different things of ourselves. So for me, so this is something I'm, I'm kind of working on. Um, it's not a hundred percent, uh, figured out yet, but the, the hope of this is of like, when you're just starting out, you're kind of in survival mode. Maybe it's a season where it's not time to lose when you're losing weight, you might be in the, like, I'm starting to track calories and points and figuring out what works when you're really in a rhythm, you're at maybe number two. And then maybe at some point you get to number one, which is like, this is the time to iterate. This is the time to like, you know what I've been eating, you know, scrambled or the, the egg whites for breakfast every day. And this for snack, maybe this is a season to maybe if I'm not losing as much, 
Maybe I can flip it and do something different. Maybe I can prioritize lunches over dinners. Maybe I can prioritize in the summertime. I can try to mix up my meal plan a little bit because sometimes our bodies get used to what we're eating and like the the results aren't as speedy. But owning your identity and becoming like the fine tuning of like, oh, you know what? I'm going to experiment and switch up my macros, which is maybe something you wouldn't do when you're just starting out. Maybe I'm going to, like I said, maybe I'm going to prioritize having really big breakfast. Maybe I'm going to do intermittent fasting. Maybe I'm going to, you know, try to have fewer carbs and still the same number of calories. We can do a lot within our calorie budget without being like, well, now I need to eat a thousand calories. That's what I have to do. We can be like, well, maybe I need to focus on weightlifting, which burns differently and changes body composition. So I, I know I'm going in the weeds here a little bit, but kind of like, what's the right time to try a different kind of eating? What's the, what's the right time to maybe mix up what I'm eating to, to see if that moves the scale because we can experiment like audition new behaviors and then stop them. If uh, you know, that didn't work. I tried eating bigger breakfast and that, that didn't work for me. Um, so again, that's, that's something I'm just working on. I know we're over the hour mark. Um, so I want to respect your time, Sam, we, we have, I think a couple of more questions, but if you want to stop for now, you've been super generous with your, your time. So, uh, what would you like to do? You're good. Okay. Hold on a second. I'm all sure. My dog has put herself to bed. So oh my goodness. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked actually. Yay, I just hold. checked on our little camera because usually she's by this time, like, what are we doing? That's awesome. Okay. Hold on a second to get that. Okay. Uh, so Cheryl asked, what is your why? Which I think you kind of answered, but maybe, uh, Speak yeah. To that for a second. The big thing really was like, I didn't want to have to be focused on what my body couldn't do and what yeah. my body was preventing me from doing. I mean, I had a long list of things like, um, you know, I want to be able to go to a restaurant and not worry about the seating. I want to be able to go to a lot of it was around seating actually yeah. I think about it, but I don't want to go to the amusement park and not have to, I have to worry about what rides I can or cannot go on. And so, um, it was really like, I just didn't want to be thinking about my body and what it was preventing me from doing. Yeah. And so, um, how has my why changed? It ha- it really hasn't. It's just folk. It's now shifted to, you know, here I am now where I am. I don't have to think about my body and what it's preventing me from doing. And it's such a liberating feeling where I have all this time to do other things and work. <laughs> I have other things I can worry about now. How delightful. Yeah. Um, and so. No, that's- yeah, that's huge. Now, did you take any maintenance breaks? I know you went like, uh, I remember you went to Martha's Vineyard last year mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, vacation time. How's yeah. that going to work? Um, so did you take any maintenance breaks with holidays with? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I would say that was like the only one that I took that was truly maintenance. Like my, if you looked at the scale um, my data, it might've looked like I was maintaining for a bit. That was not on purpose. I've been actively trying to lose weight for the past 13 months. And so I would hit those plateaus, but I had good intentions when I went on vacation, I brought my food scale. I brought my, um, my weigh in scale. And I, I think I did weigh in every day still. Um, but I did not, I kind of like abandoned hope (laughs) after like three days. And I, I let myself do that because I was only on vacation for like a week 
at that point. And I really, truly did believe in myself that, you know, I, I'm not that person anymore that would get derailed by one day off. Yeah. I can take these few days off. And what's going to be important is not the calorie damage that I've done in those days. It's getting back on when I get home. Yeah. And so that's huge. That's yeah. it's, it's never, it's like, you know, like you said, the week off, the day off isn't the issue. It's what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I've, I'm really proud of myself that I, I've had that shift and, you know, I'm, we're, I didn't think we were going on vacation this year, but we are, we're going again to Martha's Vineyard again, where like our whole vacation is about eating and drinking. And so, um, you know, I'll probably do what I did last year where I go with the intentions to track as much as I can, but not like obsess about it. Um, and you know, I have figured out since how to log in like calorie amounts and to lose it rather than obsessing over the specific foods, just saying, you know what? I think this is about 2000 calories and just putting 2000 calories in. Yeah. That willing to be, you know, imperfect, I think yeah. is a big thing. Thank you for yep. that. Okay. We have, uh, and again, um, maybe we can, we can cut off, uh, in, in four minutes or so, maybe 15 after the hour, just to kind of, uh, to, to keep it in check. Um, let's see. Uh, okay. The regain you've talked about that. Um, you've talked about the weight. So maybe we can focus on Lindsay's question while reaching your goal weight. Did you experience any regain? Um, I guess all of these are kind of about regain, which maybe you sort of talked about. So you, well, you I think she, she asked the question, did you ever feel like giving up? And yes, um, there was those moments in when I was stuck in those like three week plateaus where mm, a big part of me knew like based on the data that this is just a plateau and I just have to keep pushing through, but there was still moments where it was like, I'm working so dang hard. I'm counting these calories. I'm abstaining from eating things that I might otherwise want to eat. And the scale is not freaking moving. And so there was those moments where it's like, why am I putting in all of this effort when it's not being rewarded? Um, Because I am someone that's very much attuned to instant gratification. I'm very impulsive. And so those three week periods were very difficult. And I would post about it and, you know, everyone would tell me just wait it out. It's going to be okay. And I would tell myself, just wait it out. It's going to be okay. But I would find myself walking by the pantry and looking in like, I bet I could have some and the scale's not moving. So maybe if I just ate this, the scale still wouldn't move. And so, yeah, but then there was those, like, I, I would have those moments and it was like, I'd have to tell myself it's not worth it. Like if I feel like I'm in a hole and I would hear Donald, actually, if I feel like I'm in the hole, what's the sense of digging it deeper? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there was plenty of moments where I felt like giving up, but I'm sure glad I didn't. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's that thing of like, you already know the story of stopping Mm -hmm. because if I stop, I know what's going to happen. Like, it's just gonna, I'm. I'm going to go back up. I'm going to gain a hundred pounds. Like that's yeah. what happens when I give up. So I think yeah. that there's this little mantra that it's from one of the beach body programs. Um, Autumn Calabrese says, if you're tired of starting over, stop giving up. Yeah. And it's one of those like, yeah, like cliche, like, okay, whatever. But it's kind of true. <laughs> it's like, I've started this so many times and it's, it's, it's nice that here I am, like I've made it and I, I can't, I can't undo it now. Yeah. So, 
No, that's awesome. And I, you know, and I think that that like, um, for me, I think when I, in, when I started, I was like, I give up every time the scale goes up. What if I didn't Mm -hmm. I give up every time something unfair doesn't happen? What if I didn't, I give up every time I go off on a weekend. What if I didn't stop? And it's that like, there's no, like, what am I stopping? There's no, I and quit. Okay. I quit. I quit. Okay. So what, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I have to eat food. Like there's no, you know, it's not like stopping a magazine subscription. Like you still are in your body. So thank you so much for taking the time to answer all of these questions and to, to share about your journey and experience and, you know, your, your participation in the group and the candor that you bring to each of the groups in sharing is, I know it inspires so many and for lose weight, eat pizza too, for like championing Walt in that and and bringing the good word to (laughs) others and knowing that we like do stuff that Zoom, that Noom does is really, uh, it's good to know that our, our message is, is on brand with, with that. But, um, thank you for having people people are tired of hearing me talk about wool and like with my husband, I just, I'm like, you know, Donald and Catherine, they're, you're like our, our good friends. Like <laughs> I don't even have to say Walt anymore. He's like, okay. Well, <laughs> no, but it, it means so much. And I know that there are still people who are like, well, what's your trick? And it's like consistency showing up every day, tracking, like, and then they're it's like, oh, I, I thought you were going to say that there was like a detox tea or something. And it, it can be annoying, but it it means so much to know you've done this on your own mm-hmm. with the support of lots of different resources and that we're part of that. It, it honestly means so much to me. So thank you for that. And, and thank you thank for you. for sharing this with everyone. Um, so we will do uh, more of these interviews with with other members. But but thank you so much for your time today. And thank you, everyone who joined far and wide. And Sarah, we'll do uh, more scale regain things in the future. Um, So thank you again so much for joining today, everybody. I will make the recording available and Sam, have a great rest of your day and congratulations on your amazing wins uh, on the scale and in your bank account too. So. Yep. That check should be coming next week. (laughs) All right. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but. (laughs) All right. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Wow, I was really good on that episode. <laughs> oh Actually, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's no. what I was thinking Sam the whole time. Sam was great. Sam was great. Thank you so much, Sam, for so many insights. It honestly was so inspiring, and I I feel like I'm always snarky when I compliment other people. I don't know what my problem is. I don't know what my problem is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we should look into this. Yeah, no, but honestly, there was so much great information in there, and so much uh, wisdom, and we just really appreciate Sam being a part of that. And I I know Donald said it before, but hearing someone else go through the process and having that sort of those aha moments uh, was was really inspiring. Yeah, and it's really nice to hear somebody else talk about, you know, how they pushed past plateaus and how they, you know, what they did when they felt like giving up and stopping. And, you know, I can really relate to that all or nothing attitude and that like, you know, you 
breaking the streak one time yeah. and then you feel like you're you know you just don't ever want to do it again because you're, I'm, I've, I've been there I've yeah. been like just so disappointed about breaking a streak that I decide not to bother again and really adjusting my mindset to just you know get right back on that horse so to speak and that you know one one bad day doesn't ruin all of the progress that you made has been really key to this and hearing somebody else talk about that was really great yeah and you know since this was recorded, Sam is still in the process of maintaining her weight and has ups and downs. And so these snapshots are snapshots of where people are right in the moment, right where we are as we're recording it. And life goes on. And yes, it must be nice to be Sam. But also she puts in a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of uh, mental shifts that she's working on and effort. So thank you so much for being a part of it, Sam. And if you want more inspiration... Um, you can find more of that on our website, weonlylookthin.com. All of our episodes are posted there, so you can go back and listen to our dozens and hundreds of amazing episodes there. Donald usually does this part. Yeah, but you here surprised I am. me. You surprised, surprised me by doing it. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like go take a nap, and you can like, I'm you so can, used like, to. Yeah, you can wrap it all up. Man, so it's all me. While they're at our website, uh, what else would you suggest they do, dear? <laughs> there we go. Nice, uh, nice caller. Uh, they can also, boy. They can head over to the link that says join our support group to find more about Walt Place. We only look thin place, our weight loss accountability group for women based on Facebook. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support, encouragement. Uh, we do Zoom meetings, a newsletter. It's just a great place for support, accountability, and really honest uh, feedback and discussions about this weight loss journey venture. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a seven-day trial that comes along with a three-month subscription. So you can find out if Walt Place is right for for you. Absolutely. Please do that. Um, I think you just got super used to me not being on the episode. Oh. So you wanted to just do all of the talking. I sure did. But if you would like to uh, interact with us in other ways, you can also find us on the social medias uh, at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. Or you can even type out a good old-fashioned email uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We enjoy hearing episode suggestions from you. We have turned listener questions into episodes. And, uh, you know, if you just want to say hi, uh, give us a, a compliment. We also appreciate that. Give us an email. Yep. And speaking of compliments, if you want to head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review, one or the other or both, that would be amazing. Not only does it help us know that we are making a difference, so it also helps others find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational podcasts like ours. Absolutely. And another way you can help us out is just to tell people about the show. Um, if you're in a Facebook group like uh, Sam mentioned, uh, Lose Weight, Eat Pizza, um, you can give us a shout out there, or if you're just talking to somebody, please let them know, uh, if it comes up or even if it doesn't just, you know, out of the blue, just say, Hey, I know this great podcast and recommend us. We would be grateful. Yeah. We're actually in lose weight, eat pizza. So you could also tag us there. If yeah, you, if that's true. One of those fun kids. So if after all this, you're hoping that next week we release the version of the interview that Donald did with Sam, <laughs> just remember that no Donald one's hoping for that. <laughs> and Sam and me, no, I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. We're gonna walk down to Sam Epp.
episode part two. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.